What a fucking riot, am I right? Crazy. Crazy. Wild. Crazy. Wild. Awesome weekend. Amazing weekend. Busy weekend. Insane weekend. How many more descriptive adjectives can I use? How about unpredictable? I think that would be the perfect adjective to use. Unpredictable for sure. (coughs) I I can't imagine anybody nailed everything down for WrestleMania this this year. I would be You and I were both very far off. You did pretty good. I was pretty I was way off. You didn't do too bad. I believe from my count, I got three points on the actual WrestleMania card itself. Uh, you counted wrong. You got six points, according to my count. Six points? According to mine, I got three. Uh, but we'll, we'll have time to go through it, so... We'll get to that as we go through it. You're goddamn right. Just, man, just a crazy, wild, wild weekend... I, I am ashamed to say I still haven't gotten to see uh, NX, or, um, Ring of Honor, Supercard of Honor, which I've heard had some really good matches and some okay matches. But that one I, I, I've been looking forward to, and uh, I am really upset I wasn't able to watch it. My son had to have a birthday, damn it, and that little bastard took over my whole Saturday. Left here at like 10.30, didn't get home till after 8.30. So, yeah, literally took over my whole Saturday. So that kind of threw everything off a little bit. Well, that's the plus note of uh, the, the WWE Network. You can watch it on all streaming devices, including your cell phone, Fat Mac. Yeah, but you can't watch it while you're driving. Sure you can, just don't get caught. And I was, um, I got home at 8.30. It started at 8, but I tell you what, I was, or it started at 7, one of the two, I don't know. But I was too daggum tired. I said, I'm not going to, I'm not going to watch it when I'm worn out and tired because it's, I'm not going to enjoy it and I'm not going to take it in like I should. Right. I mean, that's just, I didn't think was a good idea. And I'm glad I didn't because I loved NXT TakeOver, enjoyed I want to say enjoyed every second of it. Top to bottom, an amazing card. Just just great match after great match after great match, and you just wondered how are they going to up it. Um, and they did every fucking time. Every yeah, time. Yeah, we'll get into the results. I dare say the first match might have been the, the best match leaving. Which, uh... But... That that's only by a minuscule amount, if you will, at best. I mean, it was just great, just great, <laughs> great wrestling, great, great, great wrestling. Wore myself down. The old Mac is sick again. I've been more sick in the last two years than I've been in my entire life. I swear to gosh. But we're here. We're gonna kick shit in the head. Yes, we are. So I suppose it wouldn't be a Beefsticks podcast if we didn't hurry up and get the sponsors out of the way. So a quick shout out to my homie Corey Matthews at Monster Wear Clothing, supplying you with all your premium vinyl decal needs, as well as custom-made t-shirts and hockey masks. 
He'll do the job right the first time. Hook you up at decent rates, low, low cost, high quality products. Source right here in the great state of Minnesota. Ship directly to you. Monster wear clothing. I slap that shit on everything. We're talking about monster wear, not your cock. Come on, buddy. That's what I call my cock, though, too. <laughs> monster wear. Yeah, so I suppose we'll 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 get it out of the way, man. We'll get it out of. I think we got enough time. I think we run down NXT first because that went first. Run down WrestleMania, which everybody's here for. We'll keep them in anticipation a little bit, and then just a few. I think we need to. I think we have to hit a few things that happened during uh, Raw and SmackDown. I, I feel like we have to do that. Some yeah, some, no, some definitely. It's don't. part of the week in itself. Yeah, some weeks we don't have to talk about it at all. This week, it's it's a must, a must, a must. A must, a must. It smells kind of musty in here. Yeah, that's my musky. So starting off with... Is that what you call your cock? I call it my musky. I call it the muddy mud skipper. Because <laughs> I slap it around. Uh, NXT TakeOver was this past Saturday, and it was brought to you live from the Smoothie King Center. And when I think of badass fights, I think of Smoothie Kings. I just want to go there and see what it looks like. I have heard that they do sell smoothies at the Smoothie King Center, so... so (laughs) I would hope so. I'll let them get by with it. Um, they started out with the ladder match, which seemed like a pretty safe bet. Start out with the ladder match. You start out on a high note, high octane match that, that's going to get everybody's attention immediately. This was the ladder match for the inaugural NXT North American Championship. Now, Pasty, if you think about it, we got the North American Championship... We got the United Kingdom Championship, we got the Intercontinental Championship, and we got the U.S. Championship. If you're going strictly by uh, by how much land mass is in all of those, or how many continents there is, the U.S. title's the least of all of them. That's just one country. Whereas Intercontinental is multiple countries, North America... Which the Intercontinental was basically was the North American Championship is kind of what it was. But then you got the United Kingdom, yeah. which is which is all which is more than just the United Kingdom. If you go by which countries were represented in the tournament, because they had countries that aren't in the United Kingdom wrestling, so you just got to go with basically it's Western Europe. Um, but North American Championship, my boy Adam Cole, baby, defeated the likes of newcomer EC3, newcomer Ricochet, veteran Killian Dane, veteran Beast Lars Sullivan, and the smooth as velvet Velveteen Dream. This match went. Who was actually my pick to win? And, and I was not proud of him most of the time. 
I would have been good with him winning it, but yeah, out of all of them, he was probably the one who made the least impact. He just looked so tired, like, from the get-go. He was winded from the bell ring. Like, holy shit. Makes you wonder how many, if ever, uh, ladder matches this young man has been in. Right. And how many more he will be in. Hopefully, zero. That being said, Adam Cole wasn't in the foray for a good chunk. About halfway through to the end, he wasn't there at all. And after a while, when we went a good 10 minutes and I hadn't seen him, I said, you know what? WWE booking says that's the man who's going to win. Right. I'm safe. And uh, that was my pick, Adam Cole. He won it for the Undisputed Era. And then he would have to go on later that night to help uh, defend the tag team titles with his past future shock partner, if that makes sense. Uh, we might have to get Ronda Rousey in here to explain that, but <laughs> um, I can't go back in time. Kyle O'Reilly, because he had to step in for old Robert Fishman, who was out with injury. Uh, this was an awesome, awesome match. I had nothing but good things to say about it at all. God. What a match! I think this might have been the most intense ladder match I've ever watched. To the point where I was scared for people. They were pulling off some spots that you shouldn't be trying. Yeah. I was like, holy shit, they're doing too much. Careers are going to end. You could definitely see it on their bodies. They were taking a beating. They were welling up. They were bruising already. Um, And as I said to a friend of mine who I hadn't talked to for a while, WrestleMania weekend, I said, you have to go back, even if you don't watch NXT card, the first match is the ladder match. You have to watch that because they did stuff in that match that we haven't seen in a ladder match in WWE before. And they've done almost everything you can do in a ladder match in WWE. But they were still right. breaking out new stuff. It was awesome. Can't recommend this one. I'll have to admit, too, I, I never saw Ricochet before this match because I'm a, a shitty WWE fan. I don't really watch the outside too often. Uh, but I was very impressed with Ricochet, and I wouldn't have been mad if he would have won either. I didn't think he would. I didn't think him or EC3 really would, seeing as it's both their first matches or whatever. What have you. Yeah, I was hoping neither one of them would, because they, they do still need to prove themselves. I mean, I, I've loved both of them from before they've come here to, to the W, I say here, but to the WWE, but you don't want them to win it on their first night in. And if either was going to, I'd rather EC3 just for the fact that he is the cocky heel and it was yeah. a good way for him to start out. But I really didn't Especially think Especially after that promo about, Oh, I just got here and you made me my own title. Thank exactly. you. But I honestly think they're ready to push him to the, to the NXT title. Immediately, so I didn't expect him yeah. to win this one. He's not a mid card player. He's a he's a headlining act. Then we had the NXT Women's Championship, where Shayna Baszler actually defeated the champion Ember Moon. Um, this was a another really good match, but this was, I'd almost say. Maybe the most disappointing of the matches for me. And that's not in a negative way. Because this was a super good match. It was. Uh, I had messaged you about it myself. And I I had said that I I thought it was a good match. But it wasn't for me, I guess. 
Uh, I think it was basically the fact that Ember Moon had 90% of the offense going on throughout the match. But yeah. it was good. It wasn't It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. It was just the worst thing on the card. Which, you gotta give it a lot of credit. Because every match on this card was WrestleMania-worthy. Exactly. I mean, it was... I don't know. It, it was the one. It was the one silver piece in a pile of gold. You know what I mean? It's still worth yeah. its weight. It just wasn't the rest. Um, really like this one. I did not see Moon winning this. Pasty, you called Baszler picking it up. I think it's good. I think yep. it's good putting Baszler strong. You got Ronda Rousey now on the main card, so I don't think Baszler is is long for NXT at all. I think she's going to be moving up pretty soon. I don't see why not. I look forward to seeing those two square off in the WWE ring. Yeah, yeah. I would hope they... I mean, I know it won't happen eventually. It won't happen eventually? Or it won't happen right <laughs> off the bat. It'll happen eventually. Yeah, yeah. But you would I'm assume they're going to be... That. They're going to be partners at first and work together, and then they'll split up, and hopefully with Basler being the, being the heel... How about that other one that was in the crowd with Ronda Rousey? Is she in WWE as well? She was one of them that was that had started training, but then kind of left. So I don't know if she just decided it wasn't for her, because all four of them at one point were training. Remember for um, was it for yeah, last year's it was Mania? four horsewomen of MMA, yeah. yeah, yeah, or for SummerSlam or something like that. But um, mm-hmm. so she she quit training. Uh, so I I don't know what's going on with her, but I would still at some point, even if it's just a one off, I'd like to see all four of them women. Uh, get into it. Get into it. I think you would just like to get into it with all four of them women. Uh, Rhonda. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like women that can beat me up. It scares me. Um, uh, let's see here. Then we had the Dusty Rhodes <laughs> Tag Team Classic Trophy... And the NXT titles, both online. Um, leading up to this got kind of confusing and weird, and I, I didn't like the fact that they're both up for grabs. Um, but I was I was excited with the fact that Undisputed Era came in as champions and left as champions, defeating both Authors of Pain and the team of Beat Dunn and Roderick Strong. And I was so, so happy at how it all played out. I was waiting for this for a long time. I had kind of given up on it a while back. And then last week when we were giving our predictions, I said this would be the time for Roddy to turn heel and join the Undisputed Era. And I'll be damned if Roddy didn't turn heel, turn on Pete Dunne, and join the Undisputed Era. You've been calling this for at least the last three NXT takeovers, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've I've been super waiting for this. At this point, it's almost, you know, a a fucking dead clock is right twice a fucking day. But this this did make sense storyline-wise. I thought it worked out well. They played it very well. And it it works because they're heels, but also it's still... Yeah, no, I... I, I, It also kind of um, doesn't make them look weak for the fact that Adam Cole had already had... An 
extensive ladder match, just excruciating and, and painful ladder match earlier. So it makes sense that he wasn't at 100%. This was definitely uh, a good a good triple threat tag team match. Now, this, again, might be my second worst one of the whole evening, but it's hard to put on good triple threat tag team matches, and we'll come to that at come WrestleMania also. But I don't know. What were your, your final thoughts on this? I thought it was a pretty good match. There was some good storytelling there. Um... It definitely didn't look like, uh, like, like, uh, burr, 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 like they were gonna shock the system, if you will, <laughs> when Adam Cole was out for most of the match there as well. Um, God, body turning on Pete was fantastic, and as much as I didn't want to see him join them, I'm glad he did. I'm glad you finally got to see your payoff you've been waiting for 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 fucking ever. Thank you. All the whole time I've been telling you it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. This was this was your Daniel Bryan. You know what <laughs> right? I mean? Right? You and I both got our, our fucking um, our white whales. It's good, and I'm really looking forward to seeing the blow-off between Roddy and Pete. Yeah, that should end up being an awesome match. Um, you had picked the, the team of Dunn and Strong. I picked Undisputed Era, so I got a point on that one. I should kind of get a point, too. <laughs> I mean, Strong did win it. Well, to be fair, if you want to look at the one note, you just wrote Dunn, 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 so at no point did you put Roddy Strong. <laughs> no, but he put Dunn three times, meaning he would be the one to get pinned. <laughs> he was done. Dunn was done. Um, then they kind of surprised me. I wasn't horribly shocked, but I, I thought the NXT Championship would go on last. They didn't do that. So the next match was the NXT Championship match. Aleister Black versus Andrade Cien Almas. Uh, just in, in an amazing, badass, back-and-forth fight. Uh, Everything we come to expect in an NXT Championship match. That's... It was. It was a class when it comes down to that. Um, this had a hard follow-up. They had to follow um, Andrade Cien Almas and uh, Drew McIntyre from... Was that the last uh, NXT or was that a few NXTs ago? That was two NXTs ago. Yeah. That's where Andrade won it. Last uh, takeover. And that was just it a was, classic. God, last one was Almas versus... Shit, it? I don't even remember. But yeah, but that was that was a, a a classic, one of the best ever. I don't know if this one. I, I I wouldn't say this one is even better than that one, but this one was really, really good. And our boy Alistair Black finally reached the pinnacle. He is the new NXT champion. Yes, he is. Well deserved. Well deserved indeed. That was kind of the theme of the weekend. Well deserved. Uh, you and I both picked Alistair Black. Yeah. Like everybody thought it was about time for Andrade to drop it. I expected to see him at Mania or on the main roster this week. Um, mm-hmm. Didn't we did happen. See, no, we've seen a lot of faces. We didn't see that. 
So I don't know what they're planning on doing doing with him going forward. They, they could always have a rematch at the next takeover and then bring him up after that. Um, right. They, or even bring him up during the shakeup. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Because they do that. They shake up, they'll draft a couple people from NXT as well. So. Yeah. I know they, they need they need another strong Hispanic um, person out there. Somebody for, for the Hispanic fans and community. So he would definitely be a good one for that. Mm. Better than Alberto Del Rio. Del Rio should come back and go to SmackDown now. Just saying. We'll get into that more later. <laughs> right. Xavier's in SmackDown. <laughs> <laughs> and to top it off, we had an unsanctioned career match where uh, Tommaso Ciampa finally got his comeuppance. Johnny Gargano beat the ever-loving shit out of him. In a fucking brawl. And this took And over... Tommaso Ciampa pulled off Dolph Ziggler's entrance perfectly. Yeah, way better. Better than Ziggler had. He just came <laughs> out just he just came out to chance of fuck you Ciampa. Just <laughs> echoing through the smoothie king center. <laughs> this this they gave this match well over a half hour. Uh, I got it clocked at thirty seven oh six. Now, when you think Damn. about it, the ladder match with five men in it was at 31-24. So, the fact that this one even got longer than a five-man ladder match means they really invest, and they gave it the final spot. They invested everything into this. Um, I thought it that, was crazy. I didn't hear one chant of fight forever during this match either. And I think it's because they weren't behind Ciampa at all, but still, I, I had expected it. You know, now that you say that, yeah, I don't, I don't know if I ever heard any fight forever champs either. Surprising. Um, it did kind of worry me when I seen it was going on last. I thought maybe they were going to have Champa win because that way they could piss the the crowd off right at the end and then leave. <laughs> they like to do that, um, right? But no, we didn't. Johnny Gargano won. Mister <laughs> Mister Johnny Wrestling. Kicked ass. Which kind of, in a sense, is, is if you look at it in the grand scope, winning is the worst thing that could have happened to him because now he's not going to the main roster. You know what I mean? Now yeah, he's but still on NXT. I honestly expected what? if he left, he would have went to 205 Live. Mm-hmm. He's already fought there a couple of times, so, hasn't he? Yep. So, I mean... He's got. He's gonna go to the main roster. There's. There's no or two hundred five live. He's gonna end up in one of them. Right. I, I. I. see very good things for for Johnny Gargano, whether nobody else does or not. I definitely do. Uh, we have to bring up the fact that these two were just putting it all out there to the fact that at the end of the match, Champa's right eye was basically swelled shut, like he was literally yeah. taking a pounding. <laughs> It was a hell of a match. This might be, at least in my book, best match in NXT TakeOver history. It could be. I'd have to watch a few back-to-back-to-back. But this one is definitely always going to be talking about it. And, folks, I don't want you to take this wrong. When I say he was swelled up and beat up, I'm not saying they were shoot fighting. I mean, they were were definitely working. They were putting on a show. You could hear him calling spots, too. But they were being stiff. They were hitting the shit out of each other to make it look good. Yeah. And it looked, whoo, nuts and nuts and nuts. And how about the end, man? 
grabs the crutch, breaks the crutch, breaks goes the to hit off. him with it, goes to hit him with it, and just throws it and sits down by him. I thought they were going to end up being friends again in the end. Like, holy shit. <laughs> I almost I almost thought that all. I mean, yeah, I thought that. They had me believe in it. That could be. Beat the friendship back into each other. <laughs> that would have been a terrible ending. Terrible ending. It would have. Nobody would have been happy they with They hug and I love you, man, that kind of thing. No. <laughs> yeah, nobody would have been happy with that. <laughs> At all. The chance would have turned to fuck you, Roddy. oh super super good show they they never cease you know they they looked at they looked at the card for wrestlemania they said it looks like one of the best wrestlemanias at least in in four years or more at least on paper we gotta give them everything but i think everybody went out there and put it all on the line man They, they all left it in the ring as they say Yes, they did. Hell of an NXT takeover, and it really set the tone for the weekend. It did, and um, I have to say, while this was going on, at the same time was when Ring of Honor was holding their Super Card of Honor. So, people everywhere were getting just amazing shows. Um, hopefully, maybe next week I will have watched it and be able to talk a couple matches. About that, I'm super excited for Dalton Castle defending his title against Marty Skrull. Yeah. Those are two of my favorites right now. And the first, uh, Kenny Omega versus Cody is on this card, so that should be super interesting. I don't expect it to be the last, but it's the first. So those two matches, at very least, I have, I'll have to watch and, and update everybody on. Uh, so, yeah, that was just... Um, but I think NXT still sold out. I don't think ROH took... If ROH took anybody from NXT, NXT certainly replaced them with other people that wanted right. to go. Yeah. It was just the people who couldn't get an NXT that went to Ring of Honor. Right. Or or the, the few diehard Ring of Honor fans, you know. Yeah. Because there are. There, there's people who would prefer to go to a Ring of Honor than NXT, but not a ton. I think there's more people that would prefer to go to a Ring of Honor than a WrestleMania yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which brings us to the Jester Hat show. Uh, first of all, why the hell was the uh, logo for WrestleMania at the show completely different than the logos they had running up to the show? What's up with that? I have no idea. <laughs> it was like a completely different logo. It looked cool, don't get me wrong. I thought it was awesome, but I was just like, wow, this looks nothing like what they've been promoting, which is cool. Whatever, they can do that. They can do it if they won't. Um, I don't know who the, the last two... Minutes were. don't know who the two broads were they brought out to sing the national anthem, but they got booze from people <laughs> in the crowd. <laughs> So, well, they I, introduced them as, like, international superstars or up-and-coming superstars. Nobody had ever fucking heard of them before. Yeah. Nobody cares. I mean, my guess is they were New Orleans people, which would make sense, local people, but that's an international audience. Nobody knows who the fuck right. they are. So I felt exactly. bad for them. Being an international audience, why even bother singing the national anthem? Yeah. 
You know well, what I mean? I, I see why they. I mean, Vince is gonna do. To it. me, it's not an important part of WrestleMania whatsoever. Vince is super Republican. He's gonna do it, whether it's important or not. It's it's his beliefs. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, I mean, to me, I always just fast forward through it, or I eat during it, or do. So I don't pay attention to it. I did have to laugh at my son. He's like, he's like, how come nobody's standing up? And I looked over at him. I was like, you're sitting on the fucking couch. Well, I'm not there. <laughs> it's like typical. How come no one's standing up as he's kneeling in the middle of the living room? <laughs> right? It <was> typical American. <laughs> it made me laugh. Uh, we started off with the Who Gives a Shit Battle Royal, which was maybe the best one they've had so far. I, I, I shouldn't say that. Give the man the due. The Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. It's not Andre's fault that they don't care about the Battle Royal. Um, but it was decent. There's a fucking boat going through your place, apparently. Fucking A. <laughs> it's that old-timey steamboat. Um, uh, Woke and Matt Hardy beat a ton of other motherfuckers, and I think he's one of the few people that maybe could benefit from it. Not that anybody ever has since. I mean, at least two of the participants have already won it, and they're back in it, so that, that doesn't bode too well for it. Right. No, it's, uh... It's good for Matt Hardy, and he can work it into his own kind of storyline thing well, I think, because it's a giant outlandish trophy of Andre the Giant. Oh, and we'll see it at the at the Hardy compound. You can guarantee yourself that. Oh, and I want him to talk to it, and, and, and I want him to think it's talking <laughs> back to him and shit like that, you know? It can be one of the seven right. deities. One of the deities is Andre the Giant. <laughs> and he lives in a statue. Um, You know, I... I I didn't, neither one of us got any points here, but I am going to say, believe it or not, that probably would have been my pick had we seen the names before we got to pick ours. I, of course, picked Big Cass, expecting him to make a return. And then when the match started, we were like, there's no Big Cass. I was like, well, I, I didn't get any points. <laughs> um, but my, my son ended up picking Woken Matt, and he won that one. Good for him. Yeah. I didn't even get to watch the pre-show. I started WrestleMania late, and when I went to look for the pre-show, it wasn't even on the network currently. So I was like, okay, fuck it then. I think there was about a, maybe a half hour also before, um, from the time the pre-show started before the Andre the Giant Memorial even. So there was a good half hour of just time to kill. And I only know that because uh, one of the people who was supposed to be watching with us was running late. And she was like, you know, just hold off watching it. And I was like, fuck it. Let's just start watching it. And if we get to the Andre the Giant, we can pause it. She ended up getting there and still waiting for the match. So I was like, well, <laughs> that's how that goes. Um, not much to say here. It's a battle royal. Um, it they, they, they didn't take their time. It was pretty quick. I got it down at 15 minutes, 45 seconds. And I actually did look up the Meltzer ratings for all of WrestleMania. So not that we have to do this with all of our pay-per-views, but I think it's interesting to see what Meltzer gives for these matches. And Meltzer gave this one a 0.5 star rating. Which, I mean, yeah, it's a battle royal. I can't disagree with that. Right. Um, next, we had the WWE Cruiserweight Championship Tournament Finals. 
which saw Cedric Alexander finally achieve the dream after months and months of chasing and getting screwed and Enzo and this and that and the other. He defeated Mustafa Ali to win it. Um, you say you didn't get to see the pre-show, so you didn't see this one? No, I didn't. Um, I got it at 12 minutes, 20 seconds. And for giving them 12 minutes, 20 seconds, I think they, they owned all 12 minutes, 20 seconds of it. Good. These two could probably do more, but given what they did, I think they, they did everything they needed to do. And right, and, for... and, you know, WWE gave them 12 minutes on uh, pre-show for a pay-per-view. That's pretty good for the Cruiserweights. It is, it is. It's not as good as being on the show, but... Um, and they were looking more like um, uh, an alternative. They were looking less like a WWE match and more like what we would expect... Um, I always just try to talk, like, back in the WCW Cruiserweight days, where you knew you were getting something different. Even though it wasn't a different product or even a different thing, you just knew you were getting something different when Eddie Guerrero and Rey Mysterio came down, or when Dean Malenko and Chris Jericho came down. You knew you were getting something different. Um, Pasty called this one with Cedric Alexander. I was hoping to see uh, old Mustafa Thanks Ali. to assist from Google Coin Flip app. Oh, yeah, that was your coin flipper, huh? <laughs> Way to go, Google. <laughs> uh, Meltzer gave this one a 2.75 out of 5 stars. And I, I'm happy with that. I'll go with that. I don't get Who am I to argue? Next up, we had the first ever women's reproductive organ battle royal. The uterine cup. The uterine cup. Um, this one was, again, just... Um, just a battle royal. The very end, it came down to Sasha and Bailey, and uh, Bailey ended up tossing Sasha over, and Bailey finally got her crowning WrestleMania moment, and she was so happy. And that Naomi got in the ring and threw her out for some reason. <laughs> very weird ending that again had no explanation, no purpose, and and. I don't know if, um, I give Kevin Dunn a lot of shit all the time, but I don't know if Kevin Dunn wasn't, was, wasn't part of the pre-show or wasn't in production at that time or something, but the camera work in the pre-show was just horrible and it completely changed once the main show started, but they Uh missed so many, so many eliminations here and they completely missed the whole Naomi sneaking out or doing something like. They, they just showed her laying next to, um, I don't even remember who it was, but they were, I think it was Natalia and, and Naomi were laying next to each other. I think, oh, no, I think it was Becky and Naomi were laying next to each other. And so you just assumed they were both out. So we didn't, as fans, even know that she snuck out. So it was really not that good of a payoff. I mean, I'm sure it was for Naomi. Yeah, good for her, women that went in that horrendous-looking championship trophy. Just awful. Meltzer gave it a 1.75 stars. I'll agree with him. I would. I probably wouldn't even give it that much, but whatever. Um, you picked Beth Phoenix. I picked Bailey. Again, this was before we were we both wrong. Games. I thought I was right for a moment. <laughs> and on our um, on our um scorecard that I had made up. And posted on beefsticks.com forward or facebook.com forward slash beefsticks. 
I had bonus questions, and a bonus question we had for it was who would be the final two women, and I had Sasha and Bailey. So I thought I was getting two points at the end of this one before <laughs> Naomi came in and fucking twerked her ass like a bitch. <laughs> She's not making me happy. Um, then we had the main show, and they started out with probably the only match you could have started out with, other than maybe the Fatal 4-Way. Triple threat for the Intercontinental Championship. We've seen Seth freaking Rollins defeat the champion Miz and Mr. Finn Balor. Talk about match. some grand entrances. I swear, man. I we <laughs> when, when, when Seth first came out with Roman's fucking contacts in and a picture of Kane on the fucking Titantron, we were like... He fucking lost a bet, didn't he? And then the Miz came out with Becky Lynch's steampunk goggles and a fucking Ryu headband and some kind of weird ass fucking sleeveless jacket. We were like, "Yep, they lost bets." And then Balor came out normal. He was just with a bunch of apparently LBGTQ community members, and I was like, "Yep, he won the bet." <laughs> I don't know what I don't know what they were trying to do. Seth had some weird ass, very generic um, vest on. It was just really weird and generic, and he had the blue contacts, and it was everything was blue. See, and I don't think it was a cane mask in the on the Titan Tron. I think it was like wolf eyes, and I think he was supposed to be like some kind of Arctic wolf. Did you go back and rewatch and so it? So it kind of worked for me. No, I didn't. I see. I, I rewatched um, a handful of them today. The matches today, and I man, it still looks. It almost. I don't know. It looks to me like just like Kane's mask close up. Maybe it's a wolf, but it it didn't look very wolfish to me. It didn't look like fur at all, at least. I Yeah, I don't know what they were going with. I don't think like there was anything storyline that set up Seth or Miz's. I seen some people online said Miz was coming out to in like a Naruto cosplay, which could be, but again, nothing in Miz's character makes me want to see him in Naruto cosplay. Right. You know, there's certain people like Xavier Woods, I know, is a big um, geek, and so he likes to do it, and Alexa Bliss, and I get it, but Miz is like Suits and Hollywood, and I'm better than everybody. Why would he come out Naruto? I just, I don't... I don't... I, I don't know. Personally, I don't know why, but I kind of got like a Rookie of the Dragon Steamboat kind of vibe from it, almost. I don't know. I could be way up here. Well, either way, it's some kind of Asian thing. I thought Ryu, other people think Naruto, and you think Ricky, so we're all on the Asian front here, at least. Yeah. And to me, it seemed like it seemed like, uh, like a classic WrestleMania get-up that you've seen in the first handful of WrestleManias. Just some outlandish grand. I actually liked it. A lot of people hated it. I liked it. And I liked Seth's entrance, too, for that matter. Not to say I didn't like Finn Balor's entrance, but it was bland. It I, wasn't, I mean, it wasn't anything. He just came out, and there was a bunch of people wearing his rainbow shirt. I mean, there wasn't anything right. to it. It was uh, way less than he normally comes out to. Um, this was a good match. Rewatching it today is it, oh, I think, that you. <laughs> um, I I think it was better than I remembered it. But you have to remember, I watched it at the beginning of a five and a half hour pay per view. So by the end of the pay per view. I'd forgot most of it. 
So I, I think I liked this better than I initially thought I did. So I think for the three that were in the ring, I think they put on about what I would expect for a WrestleMania show. Didn't blow me away. Oh, yeah. I didn't walk away with any huge moments that I was like, oh, my gosh. But enjoyable all the way through. Yeah, it was a great match to start the card. That's, that's for damn sure. It was a great match to get people um, invested in. You and I both thought Finn Balor would. Seth Rollins was the last person I thought. I thought it was going to be Finn Balor or The Miz keeping it. But this mm-hmm. was another one of those where, A, I could have seen anybody winning and it wouldn't surprise me, and it didn't. And, B, I would have been happy with any of those three winning it. Right, which is most of this card of WrestleMania. It really is. They they, they went at least fan-happy. Um, when, when writing the card down, they went fan-happy. Um, how they delivered, maybe not. <laughs> right. Dave right. Meltzer but gave... That's what you got to do. That's what you got to do. Give, give the fans the matches they want. With the outcomes you need to have. And then and then disappoint them so they go home pissed. <laughs> it, it is definitely I don't think anybody it. left pissed. I don't think any. I don't I know. Think, I, I think towards the end the crowd was tired and they were a little were harsh happy. on the matches. Yeah, they were not happy when they left pasty. You know that. I was happy all the way through. And I had just worked 12 hours prior to it. So they got no fucking reason. I was happy. I was disappointed with a few things. But I was happy. But the fans weren't. Um, before we tie this one up, let me just say Dave Meltzer gave this a three out of five stars. So just slightly better than <laughs> average. I would put it more than that, but I wouldn't, I'd maybe give it 3.5 or three and three quarter. I don't know that I'd give it four stars, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm okay with three. Yeah. I don't know where he comes up with his numbers. I don't know where I come up with mine. I mean, it's all, it's all opinion. Even with Dave Meltzer, there's nothing... There's nothing that, you know, that's scientific or mathematical. No, he's the god of rating. He is the god of ratings. Only because we let him be. His numbers matter so much. We let him be, and it's our our fault. And it's okay, because he is well-versed, and I agree with a lot of what he says. And I disagree with some. Then we had the SmackDown Live Women's Championship match. We had Charlotte Flair... End Asuka's streak and retain her championship. <laughs> One of the bigger surprises, but again, even with that, I don't think this was a huge shocker. Right. I think we all knew it could happen. Uh, I wasn't I wasn't happy with that happening, but I know even... The bigger just, shocker was that Carmella didn't come down to cash in yet. Uh, kind of, except for they were both looking pretty decent afterwards. Yeah. And we had even said that, because that was another thing on our cards, was if Carmella would cash in. Charlotte was ready for Oscar! That was awesome, wasn't it? Yes, it was. I was waiting for Charlotte to turn heel. Um, She definitely had a very heel entrance. She came down with, like, manservants and a golden cape, and uh, just Not to mention her father's entrance at the beginning of her entrance. Yeah. Great. So, I mean, it was a very heel entrance, so I kept expecting Charlotte to turn heel here. She didn't. Um, they gave her just, o- they gave these two just over ten minutes. And, um... It was I went a jam-packed ten minutes. It was fast-paced as hell. This was another one I went back and watched today, and I was actually less impressed when I went back and rewatched it. And let me explain to you why. After this match was over, I said, you know... I and and I still I stand behind this. Charlotte 
um, got a lot. She earned more of my respect that night. Because um, I haven't been high on Charlotte. She does okay, but I think she's not near as good. I think she's very overrated. But yeah. she, she really did good, and, and her and Asuka both made each other look good. I think it was a little more Asuka making Charlotte look good, but it was both of them. It takes two to dance. But when I went back and rewatched it, I originally It doesn't thought, take two to dance. It takes two to tango. You can dance by yourself. You can dance if you want to, and you can leave your friends behind. Do you know why? Because if your friends don't dance, and if they don't dance, they ain't no they're friends, friends of mine. mine. Um... <laughs> But I, I thought it was like, oh, Charlotte's working over Asuka's leg for the figure eight, and Asuka was working over Charlotte's arm for the Asuka lock or the arm bar. And when I went back and rewatched it, Asuka's working over Charlotte's arm, but Charlotte's working over Asuka's back, and then she's working over her neck, and then she's working over her back, and she never once worked the legs. And then she ends up getting the win with the first figure eight she puts on. And I was like, wow, that's... Actually, very poor st- storytelling in the ring. I was not really impressed with that. I did the thing I didn't like was that she she won the match doing the figure eight, which is really a figure six because she was only on one arm. <laughs> and I feel like her being on one arm, it should have been way easier for Oscar to get out of the hole. It should have been easier to knock her off balance. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was just kind of a weird. If you were gonna, I mean, don't get me wrong. If you're gonna lose your streak. At WrestleMania against a future Hall of Famer is not a bad way to do it. So I'm okay and with I mean, that. they carbon copied the, the NXT Women's Championship match in that sense when Shayna Baszler dislocated yep. her shoulder and used her hair Wasn't to choke out him. That was even more badass, though. I forgot about that. I'm glad it you was. brought that up. It was. That was so cool. Because she was obviously hurting herself to put her mm-hmm. opponent in pain. Um, the one thing I did love... Is she did kind of a, what, what I guess they were calling a Venus flytrap. I called it the crotch catch, where Charlotte did the moonsault off the top, and Asuka caught her between her legs into an armbar off the top rope. That was fucking beautiful, and both women were spot yes. on performing that. Yes, they were. Very clean, very fluid, wonderful. Yeah, just that match alone, or that spot alone, gave me so much respect for them. But good enough match. I'm not pissed that Asuka's streak is over as long as they do something good with it. Um, Meltzer gave it a 3.5 stars. I'm okay. I'd give it... Personally, I'd give it less than that, but I'm okay with that. Uh, Then probably what on paper looked like the least tantalizing match of the night. The Fatal 4-Way for the United States Championship. And here we've seen the modern-day Maharasha, Jinder Mahal, dethrone the champion Randy Orton, as well as taking out Bobby Roode and Rusev. And let's not forget that he pinned Rusev to do so. Yeah. So everybody, including Pasty, who was on the... Uh, <laughs> they can't ignore the fans bandwagon. Boy, they told you what to do with your fucking support for Rusev. <laughs> Well, at least Rusev was the guy to take the pin and just not a non, non-factor in the outcome. Uh, Rusev looked pretty good during the match, too, so you can't he take did. too much away from him. He did. I think all four men looked just swell. Yeah. Um, I say that because, again, nobody really stood out to me as being amazing, but nobody looked bad or sloppy, and in a fatal four-way, 
it can be rough at times. Kirsten was so pissed when Gender won. I'm just like, he deserves it. Yeah, you deserve it. Let him do it. And they're heading back to the Middle East, so you know they want him to be champion when they head to the Middle East. Um, Why don't they want him to be champion when they go to Canada? <laughs> I know, right? Also in the Middle East, they're going to literally bury Rusev instead of just figuratively. <laughs> so, Vince, good old Vince, grab that brass ring, but as soon as you grab it, let's believe I'm going to punish the shit out of you for it. I just don't understand Vincent Kennedy McMahon. What if they swerve, though? What if, what if fucking Rusev buries The Undertaker? Why not? Fuck it. Taker buried himself on <laughs> on WrestleMania, and we'll get to that here coming up. Oh, I don't uh, even want to... You're going to have bad things to say about that? I can't think of a good thing to say. Uh, Melter gave this a 1.75. I'd give it more than that, but not much more. Then we had what, in my personal opinion, was the match of the night. Um, oh God, this one impressed me so much, and I did not expect as much from it. Mixed right. team match. Team Wrangle, composed of Kurt Angle and Ronda Rousey, defeated Team Authority, the team of Triple H and Stephanie McMahon, with Ronda Rousey making Stephanie McMahon tap out at 20 minutes and 40 seconds. Um, yeah. Now, normally I'd say nepotism at work, but man, they earned every fucking 20 minutes of this. And this went by faster than that eight-minute Fatal 4-Way that was on before it. Yes, it did. <laughs> Holy shit, man. And anybody who questioned a... if Ronda was fucking ready, she was probably the most standout of all of them on here. Yeah, by she far. Had some, she, she had she some was... moments. Yeah, but but overall, she was great. And with it being her first match, I mean, holy shit. Yeah. Just thinking about that being her first match, she definitely blew me out the water. Uh, especially when she fucking squared up against Triple H. Right. Oh, my God. That was awesome. <laughs> that was great. I love, too, how Mc, or, uh, uh, Triple H just goes to the ref and he just looks at him and he's like, no, I can fight her. It's <laughs> like, I don't care what the rules are. I'm right. boss. I can fight her. It's <laughs> like, no. <laughs> I, thought, I thought it was great. Um, you can't oh, do it, Hunter. <laughs> you can't do it. Don't do it, Hunter. The storytelling with Kurt, Triple H, Stephanie, and even Ronda was just awesome. Amazing. There was one, well, there was, there was two awkward spots. And one of them it was Triple H and Kurt Angle. Where Kurt had Triple H on uh, on the announce table, and I think he was going to like power bomb him or or pile drive him. He was going to do something, but anyways, Triple H fought out of it, and then Triple H kind of shoved him onto the other announce table, and Kurt just kind of jumped over to the other announce table and then fell down. It was like it looked like there was supposed to be a spot there, and they didn't. I, I can't imagine it was supposed to be a quick shove. My guess is Kurt Angle lost his balance and had to jump or something. I don't know. Yeah. And then the other one was Ronda Rousey was going for, I don't know if it was an inverted exploder suplex or a side suplex. She went to do something with Stephanie, and uh, it looked rough. And Stephanie landed okay, but it, it looked like it could have been ugly. But that was the she only came real... on her arm pretty hard. Yeah. But that was the only real critique I have negative about it. Otherwise... The selling was awesome. The storytelling, the facials, 
Um, just the timing. Uh, yeah, again, for this being her first match, the tags or when she <laughs> struck or when she got out of something or when she reached, I mean, everything was timed perfectly. And I love, I love that um, in this tag match, tags didn't have to be made for a legal person to be deemed. When Kurt Angle was thrown out of the ring, Ronda Rousey got in, squared up with Triple H, like, yeah, I'm legal now. Yeah, we were we were talking they about that it. at the time, and uh, the only thing I can guess is they were going Lucha Libre tag rules, where in, in a Lucha Libre tag team match, if one opponent gets thrown out of the ring, another that another team member can come in, and that counts as a legal tag. So, and I'm okay with that. I'm okay with it. Yeah. They didn't yeah, explain definitely. it before. I mean, well, if, if it's... If it's just for the fact that it's a mixed gender tag match, it makes sense. I would like to see them do more of it, though. Honestly, it yeah. it, it you get a lot more storytelling that way. And uh, might I say, her um, schoolgirl kilt that she came out to was super cute. Yeah, <laughs> I've never seen a schoolgirl kilt, but but I want to see more of them. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Meltzer gave this 4.5 out of 5 stars, and I can't argue with him. Also, the, the entrances to this match kind of ruined the fact for me that American Badass Undertaker was not going to be there since the authority came down on a fleet of three-wheeled motorcycles. Yeah, and um, I was going to talk about it afterwards, but we can bring it up now. It was just sort of random and weird, like who got entrances and who didn't and why. Like, there were just some really random ones. Um... Shinsuke got a really awesome one. AJ didn't. You got... Um, well, AJ had spinning lights around him in the ring. That's different from his usual entrance. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, he didn't get, like, the big old thing. The Obviously, the Authority got a big one, and Ronda and, and Kurt didn't. Um, who else got a big one? Charlotte got a big one. Asuka didn't. Asuka kind of got some cheap-ass CGI and a uh, bejeweled mask. Seth, Miz, and Finn all got a really big one, and they were openers. So it was just kind of really weird who did and who didn't. I don't know. Really don't know what the deal was with that. Not in a negative way. My conspiracy theory there, though, is uh, WWE looking at their wrestlers as independent contractors say, if you want a grand entrance, it's coming out of your WrestleMania paycheck. And so only the people who wanted to make a big WrestleMania impact went all out with their entrances. And that kind of makes sense in my brain. I don't know that they would do that, but that that definitely would make sense as to what happened, for sure. Uh, I think that would be shitty of wrestle of WWE to do, but what the hell? Um, give it lets people who really want it show that they really want it. You know, back in the day, wrestlers, right? Well, even even today, wrestlers. I mean, they pay for their own outfits and everything for the most part. Usually, again, usually WrestleMania is one that WWE will foot the bill. But otherwise, you know, when Ric Flair came out to those exquisite robes, he was buying them out of his own money every time. Mm-hmm. I mean, just spending thousands and thousands of dollars. You got to spend money to make money, baby. Yep. Um, yep. Uh, and it's I, not too far-fetched for me, because, I mean, you could, even if you go back and rewatch it, like, the people who haven't really had big WrestleMania moments before, those are the ones that generally took the more grand entrances. Whereas the people who've been around for a lot longer and, and their money is kind of more important to them, they're the ones who kind of didn't take the grand entrances. 
Now, the only thing that would maybe throw that a little bit off, and again, it doesn't mean everybody's either. I mean, that, that could be part of it, but Shinsuke Nakamura, he didn't get Alice Cooper's guitarist on his own. That's a WWE connection there. They they came up with yeah. that. But yeah. that doesn't mean the other, you know, that doesn't mean that they were like, okay, we got something for Shinsuke. This is the one. Shinsuke and Triple H are who we're footing the money for, you know? And everybody yeah. else who wanted to do something, go right ahead, but you got to do it. So, uh, yeah, yeah, it's believable. Um, definitely not not, not out of the realms of believability. So, again, I, I just don't have enough good things to say about this match. We'll just move on. We had the triple what threat. What was the score? Uh, 4.5 out of 5, which, like I said, I can't argue with that. Oh, I can't argue that either. Um, we had the Triple Threat SmackDown Live Tag Team Championships. The Bludgeon Brothers defeated the uh, incumbent champions Usos and the New Day in a fucking squash match. And yeah. uh, maybe one of the few people that's going to say, I'm okay with that. <laughs> they deserve a break. Harper and Rowan deserve a break, and they're finally getting it. I'm happy for them. We, we both knew that they were going to walk out winning it, so... Yeah, and why not? You know, I mean, everybody... Don't get me wrong. With Usos and New Day in there, and then adding the Bludgeon Brothers, you could have had an awesome 15, 20-minute match that went back and forth and, and false finishes and everything. But I think they got the point across that they wanted to get in under six minutes. Yeah, so, so especially since the two teams, uh, the team of the New Day and, and, and Usos, started out working together against the Bludgeon Brothers and failed. I'm not going to lie, though. I went to uh, get a refill of food and used the bathroom, and when I came back, the match was over, and I was like, holy shit. Yeah. And I did not go back and rewatch it today. Just be- I mean, I assume it was a squash match. I- I'm happy with it. I'm- I don't have to go back and watch it. Whatever. Right. Uh, right. Mel- Meltzer gave it a .75 star. I'd definitely give it more for that just because of the storytelling involved, and it is it is pushing... An agenda. There's a reason it happened. But it wasn't a Matt classic by no means either. Might I say, Xavier Woods needs to wear that afro more often. God, I love it. Great. God, I love it. I love it, I love it, I love it. And how about the midgets? And, and what, they what, what, uh, you not midgets, me, they're you short me. stacks. <laughs> you told me uh, Xavier Woods played a special certain song to spend. Oh! Yeah, I forgot all about that. Thank you for bringing that up. For some of you who may not be as old as Pasty White may not have caught the tune, but to uh, bring out the little short stacks, Xavier Woods played a little tune on his trombone, and that was actually the tune that the Green Ranger would play on his dagger to summon the Dragon Zord in the original Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Um, I was going to have that tune all queued up and everything to play, and then I f- was sick today and slept, and I didn't do that. And I I'm super happy that, but... you caught it, though, because <laughs> I heard it, and it sounded familiar, but I couldn't place it for the life of me. Yep, I was like, oh, shit, I marked out, and nobody else sitting there marked out with me, and it's like, well, most of the people there were younger than me, too, so they wouldn't catch it, but I was like, ah, the dragon zord. And I wasn't sure, I wasn't sure if like I was just hearing it, like it was, you know, similar or something close to it. So I went back and, and, and watched it and I was like, yep, that was definitely the Dragon Zord. It made me happy. Um, then 
Well, before we get here, let, let's go back a little bit before we talk about the next match. And let's say that during or at the end of the SmackDown Live Women's Championship match, after Flair had beat Asuka's streak, after Asuka had given her seal of approval that Charlotte was ready for Asuka, Charlotte was leaving, Asuka was soaking it up in her very first WrestleMania in the middle of the ring, and they cut to John fucking Cena talking to a referee. And then John Cena gets up and sprints to the back and completely shits on this moment with the women. <laughs> and don't get me wrong, I'm not blaming Cena for this. I don't think Cena would have put this here. I don't think that was Cena's call. I think that was all Vince McMahon and or Kevin Dunn. But they certainly didn't seem to give a shit about the women and were more happy about seeing John Cena sprint to the back. Um, and then we have to bring up, it was really weird. Was, I loved how the announcers, too, were like, what did the ref just tell him? I know, Why is right? he running? I'm <laughs> like, we heard what the ref said to him. And, and even if you didn't, what do you think he said? There's a sale on smoothies, son of a bitch. <laughs> but it, it was just really weird. Uh, obviously, Cena came and bought a ticket or whatever. It was sitting with the, the, the fans. So ref comes out. Drinking apple him, juice. Yeah. So the ref comes out and tells him that Undertaker's here, and he sprints to the back, is gone for a while, then he comes out and calls out the Undertaker. Well, why the fuck did you run to the back if you weren't getting the Undertaker? (laughs) And don't tell me he had to change into his wrestling gear. He wrestles in fucking jean shorts and sneakers. He was in his wrestling gear. So that was just fucking weird. Out came Elias, and they did their thing. And then when Cena's leaving, like a kicked, you know, like a like a puppy dog who was kicked, the lights go out, the gong hits, and the lights come on, and Undertaker's clothes or his his outfit is is in the middle of the ring like he left it last WrestleMania, which was really cool. I liked that. It would have been even cooler if Undertaker would have came out and beat John Cena's ass naked on the entrance ramp. <laughs> that would have been awesome. Um, and then. Um, some really, I think the same effects they used back in like 98 Undertaker, Lightning came and struck it. It was really poor effects there. Um, lights went out, and then Undertaker's there dressed in all his glory, not naked. And then they have a under three minute squash match. So you know, they hyped a, a lot of people. A lot of people hated this, and I know you didn't like this. No, I, I liked it. I, I think it's funny just to think about how Cena's backstage begging Undertaker to do this match with him, and oh, I'll sell my ass off for you. When Undertaker put him in the choke slam, John Cena jumped so high up that Undertaker's hand was no longer around Cena's neck, but right. around his belly. <laughs> he lost hold of him. <laughs> I know it. Oh, yeah, Cena was, and and don't get me wrong, I'm going to say this, Cena is no Hogan, Cena is no Stone Cold, he's he's no Bruno, he's no Rock, he's no Triple H, he's no Shawn Michaels, and I mean this in the best way, because (coughs) none of those guys would have come out there at WrestleMania and let anybody, even The Undertaker, squash him in less than three minutes. But Cena's a company right. man, went out there and took the beating. So that's super awesome on Cena's part. Because none of them other guys would ever do that. Even if they'll tell you they would. They wouldn't. And beyond that, Undertaker looked good this year. 
Beyond Cena selling his ass off for him, Undertaker looked good. I think his hip surgery really helped him out a whole lot. And that might be why they only had three minutes, because possibly if we got five minutes or more, he wouldn't look good. Mm-hmm. You know, and everybody talked about how bad he looked in the past. My my biggest complaint is just, you built this up for um, about a, over a month now. You built it up for over a month. And even though they never announced the match, you spent over a month building up a three-minute match. And I just think that... I think that's insulting to the fans. A little bit. A little bit. But they still got it. You you know, it's better than not getting it, building it up for over a month and not showing up. I almost would have been happier if he showed up and then they just set a match for next year's Mania. No, don't get me I wrong. Assume, I'd have been I mean, I would assume. That. I would assume. I, I went on uh, Call of Duty and people were talking about it and I said, uh... Once in a lifetime, twice again, but I love it. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, it can easily happen again. and I mean, I would have bitched almost any way unless they gave us a good 10, 15-minute match. But, not my call. Uh, Meltzer gave it a 2.25 star out of 5. I think that's way too much I mean, for a 3-minute match. No, I liked it a lot. I liked it a lot. Even I was very did, happy. How do you give it 2.25 for a three-minute match? That's... Well, Elias gets a star. Stars around. Yeah, I, I guess Elias gets John a star. Cena bouncing off the ropes, running back Undertaker, seeing Undertaker sat up, and John Cena jumps the other way. <laughs> that was fantastic. I laughed my ass off so hard because who didn't see that coming? Besides yeah, John yeah, Cena. exactly. <laughs> yeah, but it was good storytelling. And I mean, I've seen it so many times. I wouldn't have been phased by it, you know what I mean? It was fun. Um, it just, it could have been so much more, but it's what we got. We got look, at this, look at it as a match for the kids, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, we got another Show the kids what up. The Undertaker is supposed to be like. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, no, I would love to see Undertaker, you know, go to the, the Greatest Royal Rumble, squash uh, Rusev, bury Rusev, and, and continue to build for an entire year. And about SummerSlam, him and Cena kind of meet eye-to-eye again and have some words, and it builds the next WrestleMania where it is career versus career. Because I think in that time, you can make something really great out of a career versus career match for the two of them. Yeah, and I had actually, um, a couple of us that were watching talked about that, how next year they'll probably do that career versus career. And mm-hmm. then you let Undertaker go out on his yep. own terms. Why not? Um, where are we at? Next, we had the career match. Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. What a weird match this was. <laughs> I don't know that it was bad or good, but it was definitely different. First of all, Shane McMahon's coming in injured with diverticulitis and a hernia. But they have Daniel go out right away at the beginning and sit out and have Shane take the first half of the match. That was a weird call. Did you not think so, Pasty? I definitely thought so. But, I mean, we've waited this long to see Daniel. Why not make us wait a little bit longer? I don't know. Or why not just 
let him sit on the apron until he gets tagged. <laughs> I don't know. Thought it was weird. Uh, McMahon did a, a pretty impressive coast to coast. He didn't I knew you were going to talk about that. He didn't have to use a garbage can this time, but Sami Zayn did have to stretch his body as far as it could stretch. <laughs> so I don't know that it makes it any closer. <laughs> it, it looked was, a lot better than when he did it with the garbage can. Yeah, it was good. I thought it looked good. I thought it looked mm-hmm. fun. Uh, uh, again, this match wasn't bad, but I don't think anything really stuck out to me as amazing. Other than um, Brian's kicks in the corners. I mean, he is not taking it easy or being careful. There was a, there was one of them that I'm pretty sure he landed on his head again like he used to. One of them he flipped all the way over. One he pretty much landed on his head. And he just doesn't seem to be holding back. Which is, I mean, at least on Wrestle, the grandest stage of them all. And if what they say is true and he's getting tested after every match and any match could be his last, why not go out there and put it all on the line at WrestleMania? Right. Yeah, well, I would do it every time just because, you know. If if, if it's going to end, it's going to end. But you want it to be big all the way through. That's what she said. Mm-hmm. You got any words of wisdom on this match? It was a good match. This match was where we entered kind of the weird territory of the evening. Where everything was like, why and what and how? But it was good for what it was worth. And, I mean, we both picked Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens to win, and we were wrong. And this was... um... This was at the time where I know at least I, and you could tell the crowd, was starting to die down. And I know I was because we were already a little behind. We would pause to do this or do that or get food or we would rewind to watch something. So I'd say we were at least a half hour behind at this point. And and I just, I don't do late nights. And I was really, really hitting that wall at this point. But, yeah, this was a good match. I, I thought there'd be more memorable stuff in it, and there wasn't. But there wasn't anything, again, negative or bad. Um, and, yeah, I think most people expected Kevin and Sammy to pull it out because it was, their careers were on the line. Now, the whole way up to here, they kept saying their WWE careers, and then all of a sudden they changed it to their SmackDown careers, so that makes a big difference. Yeah. But, oh, well. Um... Meltzer gave it a 3.5 stars out of 5, and I can't argue with that either. It was a solid match with solid workers. And awesome, awesome punch work by Shane McMahon, as always. <laughs> right. Although from now on, I'm always going to compare Shane McMahon's rapid punches to Ronda Rousey's rapid punches. Not that they're equal by any means. You know... But they're both very rapid. Both very rapid? <laughs> You know, I swear to God, Stephanie must have just told her, you know what, just go in there and lay them in as hard as you can, but only hit my arms. Because when she had uh, Steph in that corner, Steph had her arms up, and Ronda was throwing just wicked punches, but every time she was hitting Steph's arms. So I was like, okay, they worked that out, but it looked good. Yeah, yeah, it did. So, And it sounded good, because it sounded like she was really laying them in there. Okay, then we had the Raw Women's Championship match. Alexa Bliss um, 
lost to Nia Jax. Nia Jax finally, finally got back at Alexa for all the shit that her and Mickey put her through. This is a match that I've seen a lot of people negative about. I was super high on it. Uh, what is what is your take on it, Pasty? I thought it was good. I thought it was solid. I didn't think it was the best thing in the world. But I didn't think it was bad. I don't see why people are shitting all over it, other than the fact that people don't like that Oscar's a bigger, Nia's a bigger woman. Um, I think that's stupid. It's dumb. Hey, I was that pretty, that Samoan drop off the middle rope at the end was awesome. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. They both pulled out some pretty cool shit in this match, and I don't, I don't think it was bad by any means. We've seen Alexa do a twisted bliss to the outside, and mm-hmm. keep in mind, this wasn't like five women to catch her like they normally do when people flip to the outside. It was just Nia, so they hit that one perfect. Nailed that spot. I thought the storytelling was good. I thought this, the facial expressions were great. Um, Nia looked like a beast. And looked like she got what she deserved. Uh, I was very, I was very happy with this one. But how did Meltzer feel about it? Meltzer felt it was one point five stars out of five. Uh, I know, right? I'd give it at least two, maybe yeah, two and a half. That was, uh, that was. The finish was really good. The finish was awesome, and I think again, this is another one just for. The storyline alone, I think it, it worked really good. Yeah. So, I mean, you got to give something to that. Yeah, I don't know where he gets his numbers from, and I said I agree with him a lot of times. Sometimes I don't. But whatever. He gave it a 1.5. i definitely give it more than that. I would give it... I, me, personally, I'd give it a 2.5. I think it was a straight down the middle match. Then we had the match. I think its only downside was maybe it was too predictable. Yeah. I don't think anybody was but, walking into this expecting a, a list to win. But let's say this. Out of out of how much unpredictability we already had, you got to have some predictability, right? Right, yeah. Yeah, that and the, where the predictability was, it was in the right spots. So. Yeah, for sure. Nia deserved this win. We, I think everybody would have been pissed if they did this angle. And we and Alexa Bliss didn't get her comeuppance. Yeah. Uh, we have the match now that everybody thought was going to be the match of the night. And whether you liked it or didn't like it, I don't think anybody got what they were expecting out of this one. This was the WWE Championship match. AJ Styles defended his title against Shinsuke Nakamura. Uh, this match went twenty over 20 minutes. This was not what I was expecting, Pasty. Not a bad match. I'm not saying that. I don't want people to jump on me. Definitely not what I was expecting. Yeah, I will agree with you there. It was a little underwhelming. I think the two of them could have done a lot better together. And they will. Obviously, this is not over yet by any means. I think that's the key, is they will. Yeah. This is, this is one of three, you know, probably maybe even culminating at next year's WrestleMania. 
Yeah, they kind of, you know, they started out with a with a New Japan style match, I would say, with the slow build and everything. Yeah. But the problem was they never really paid it off. It kind of stayed a slow build throughout, and they didn't really do anything uh, extravagant. Yeah, nothing you wouldn't expect from these two. In fact, I dare I say that the uh, Finn Balor Seth Rollins match from Raw two weeks ago was was a good amount better than this match. <clears throat> but the payoff at the end of this match, I think, is where the gold was. The payoff is it because I loved it. At the yeah, very I end, was I was pretty pissed off when he presented the championship to AJ Styles. I'm like, you know, you guys just did this earlier in the night with Charlotte <laughs> Moscow, right? Yep. But then the low blow happened, and I couldn't be more happy. God, Shinsuke is going to make such a great heel. He already has, and we'll get into that when we discuss SmackDown a little bit. But yes, I will admit that I loved the ending to it. I was very dis- I was disappointed in the match. Loved the ending. My theory is, like you said, they plan to have more matches going forward, and they didn't want to give their best match to start out with. And I honestly, after SmackDown, well, I guess we'll talk about that later. Yeah, let's just talk about that later. Yeah. But um, I get that they didn't want to start out with their best match, but at the same time, you only get one chance of having your best match together, right? There's only one best match. If right. If it doesn't go into next year's WrestleMania, I mean, their best ma- you you want your best match to be at WrestleMania. So right. they've kind of lost out on that, unless they're going to hold this for a whole year, which I don't see them doing. I, I'd be stoked. I'd be okay with it, but I don't see that happening. That's the only thing, is that we're not going to get the best match at Mania. But we got to see AJ Styles versus Nakamura at Mania, and they gave it time. So I, I give it. I give them credit. Uh, Meltzer gave this a 2.25, which you would not expect from an AJ Styles Shinsuke Nakamura match, but I can't disagree right. with him. It was yeah. less than than it should have been. Next up, I don't even want to talk about this pasty. <laughs> not even kidding. Oh, we, this is we had the raw the tag. worst thing all weekend. Fuck yeah, yeah. easily. Probably even Easily. worse than the Hall of Fame ceremony that neither of us watched. Uh, I watched the first two, and then I fell asleep. <laughs> um, Raw Tag Team Championship match. We got uh, Ron Strowman and Travis Ray Nicholas, or at least that's what we called him. Um, the kid's name is Nicholas. Uh, let's. I got if, if they didn't watch WrestleMania, and I can't believe they didn't, but we gotta explain it to him. Braun came out with no partner. He said, I'm going to get my partner from you. And he just pointed to the audience. And he walked around the audience for a while. He spent, I didn't go back and time it. He had to have spent at least five minutes five walking minutes. through. And yeah. That's just a waste of time. He walked right by, I thought he was going to pick No Way Jose. He walked right by <laughs> No Way Jose. And I was like, oh shit, it's going to be No Way Jose. And then he walked right by him. And I was like, oh man. <laughs> And then he picked some random kid who we all thought was a girl until he brought him to the ring and said he was a boy. Um, right, and Bron knew he was a boy when the yeah, rest I, of us I thought know, it was right? a girl. <laughs> <laughs> um, the kid's name was Nicholas, and that was his partner. I heard Travis, 
and a few of us picked uh we had our extra point on our on our sheet was um who would be Braun's tag team partner and a few of us had Ray. So I was like, maybe the kid's name is Ray and we'll still get the point. <laughs> but it wasn't. So we started calling him Travis Ray Nicholas. Uh it turns out, long story short, it's actually referee John Cohn's son. So Ooh. Um So they went in and Ooh. they they beat you would think if it was a referee's son he would have looked a little bit more loose and ready for it well he he was he did better than most kids would you can tell he's been in a ring before you can tell him the fact that he didn't piss his pants yeah and he got in the (laughs) ring and he you know he didn't freak out yeah i thought he did i thought he did really good for being i don't think there's a lot of adults that couldn't handle being in front of that many people pasty a lot. Yeah. And they, I don't know. I guess they just tuned it out over the years. Yeah. They defeated the bar. Uh, one of the best tag teams we've seen in a long time with Nicholas even getting in the ring at one point. So he had ring time in this match. It was stupid and it's going to be even stupider when we talk about raw. Yeah. But, this was a four-minute match, which took up at least ten minutes with the intro and everything like that. Stupid. How about it was a Cesaro's epic float entrance. Stupid. Oh yeah, and then he didn't even tip it over; he just pushed it. Come on, you can tip. They should have came fucking... out on like a mobile bar, sitting at stools and breaking fake bottles over people's heads. Right. I uh, when it first started coming out, I was like, "Oh shit, Adam Rose is his partner." <laughs> and then I seen it was the bar, and I was like, oh, damn it. <laughs> I failed again. <laughs> you know, Adam Rose came out to that whole big old parade of people and shit. I was like, that would be perfect. Bring Adam Rose back for one shoot. Well, they did bring Adam Rose back, but once again, we'll get to that later. They did. He just got a tan. <laughs> uh, stupid match. Meltzer gave it 1.25 stars. I wouldn't even give it that. He, Yeah, he. that's very generous. Point <laughs> two stars. Yeah, definitely I'd give it less than one star. Then we had the Universal Championship match with Brock Lesnar retaining his title against Roman Reigns in the main event. You either loved this or hated this pasty, and I I didn't mind it at all. I liked it. I liked it. I went into it knowing it was going to be a match where we only saw four moves. Yep. Just two guys kicking each other's asses. I liked it. I liked when Lesnar pulled off his gloves and busted Reigns open. And at that point, I'm like, yes, Reigns is going to taste his blood and rage up, and he's going to win. <laughs> and then Brock Lesnar did what Brock Lesnar does best and crushed my dreams. Right. <laughs> First thing I want to get out of the way, Vince, bring blading back. Let them blade, because this busting open the hard way bullshit is scary and it's dangerous and it's not good for anybody. Hey, you get a lot more blood this way. You know, if you can, if you want to, if you want to be super strict about when and who can do it, do it. But damn it, let him, let him blade. Fuck. I did love that Brock Lesnar took off his gloves to hit him with his elbows. With his elbows, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, yeah, it was only a handful of moves over and over again, but every move looked impactful. Yeah. Um, our our card, our, our scorecard for WrestleMania, 
The bonus points on this one was how many F5s does Roman kick out of? I put two. And man, they just kept coming and coming and coming. <laughs> the one one of the guys picked six. And I was like, there's no way he's taking six F5s. And even when the match started, he was like, fuck. Six didn't sound like a lot at first. But now that the match is here, there's no way six. <laughs> fuck, he kicked, he kicked out of six and then still got another F5 in. He ended up getting yep. an extra point for the six kickouts. I was like, holy shit. Nobody's seen that coming because they've been so protective of the F5 lately. Yeah, yeah. You can kick out of the suplexes, but the F5, I mean, it only takes one. Isn't that what Heyman told Orton? Yep. Yeah, they definitely, Roman didn't look weak going out of this. He didn't look strong, but he didn't look weak because he was busted open. He was draining blood and he had six F5s that he had other than all the suplexes. But the fact that that um, Brock got all that offense on him doesn't make him look strong. Right. Uh, I think we all expect Roman to win at the greatest rumble ever. But again, they can, they could, they could spoof off, but there's a part of me that's sitting here thinking to myself, God damn it. Maybe Vince is finally realizing Roman isn't the guy. I don't, I don't believe that, but there's a part of me that thinks maybe <laughs> the way that he's been not building him up. I was pretty pissed at the crowd during this match. I was still having a great time. Like I said, I had just worked 12 hours. I sat through five hours of WrestleMania. Loved every minute of it, minus the tag team Raw match with Braun Strowman and Nicholas. And they're chanting, this is awful. Are you fucking kidding me? This yeah, is awful. Yeah, this is awful. We want Nicholas. Um, yeah, they were they were chanting everything under the, the sun. Rusev Day, Beach Ball was out there. Yeah, there was a lot of Beach Balls, too, for, for the ban on Beach Balls that WWE put down for WrestleMania weekend. And once again, we'll get into that a little bit more when we talk about Raw. There was boring chance. Yeah, nobody nobody in the arena liked this match at all. Nobody. I was just surprised that we didn't hear fuck you Roman chance. Right. They might have been there, but I didn't hear them. Yeah, I was listening. I was waiting for it. So uh, that, that was WrestleMania. Um, you know, this it. I went away thinking this still was probably one of the better WrestleManias we've had for a long time. Yeah. But I, I'm rapidly saying that uh, out of 10, I give this WrestleMania an easy 8.5. See, I won't. And for one big reason, it was one of the best WrestleManias we've had in a long time because of the stories that it pushed forward and what it, 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 it has built for us. But five, 10 years when you're looking through the WWE Network and you go back and you watch this without any storyline behind it you're not going to be happy with that many matches. The mixed tag match, you will. And uh, maybe the the Brock Reigns one, if that's what you're into. And maybe the Oscar Charlotte. But, I mean, you go back and watch this one, there's not going to be a lot that you look at and you're like, yeah, yeah, i really looking forward to re-watching that match. <laughs> so I guess re-watchability. If I'm, if I'm looking at it, in its own bubble as just this WrestleMania with just these matches 
God, it's not that good, actually, and it's going to go down pretty rough. But, I don't know, personally, I'm not one to go back and rewatch pay-per-views either. I live in the moment when it comes to, especially WWE. Yeah. Because it's always going, it's always going to continue. There's always new stuff to watch. Why go back and watch old stuff? The other thing that's kind of a negative and a lot of people have complaining about, and I'm still on the fence of whether I like it or not, WrestleMania is usually the place where you end feuds and you put ends to stories. And they really just started a bunch of stuff. This was kind of a, yeah. a starting of a lot of things, and you didn't really end much other than Asuka's streak. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, um, you know, maybe the, the Bliss and Jax one kind of had a good ending. But, I mean, all in all, it's okay. I have if I'm, if I'm looking at it as a whole, if I'm going out of 10, I'm giving it a 5 out of 10. I mean... Maybe maybe six out of ten. As a whole, we'll I, say I wasn't six. Super, <laughs> okay, we'll say six. Six I wasn't with super your impressed. with your six, my eight point five will give it a seven point two. There you go. <laughs> Which is solid. Uh, one thing that was surprising, and we're going to move on to Ron SmackDown now, so we'll get into this. But there were no major returns, unless you want to talk about. Uh, Oh, we didn't talk about... How did we miss that? Um, we, we didn't talk about Bray Wyatt interfering in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal to help Woken Matt. So he wasn't uh, in the Royal at all? No, no. It was it was down to uh, Matt and whoever the fuck else. There was two other... In, oh, I think it was Mojo and Corbin. I think your boy was okay. one of the last three. And then the, uh, and then the lights went out and then Bray Wyatt was in there. And Bray Wyatt took the other two out for Matt. And then they ended with Matt standing above Wyatt, like Wyatt used to stand, and Wyatt on his knees underneath him. So other than that, which, and he wasn't gone for any length of time, and he wasn't out injured or nothing, so I don't really consider that a return. We did not get any major returns. We did not get any, um, you know, guests from the past that we hadn't seen, any special guests. We didn't, we didn't get anything, no no surprises other than like endings of matches, but no major surprises. That's very different for WrestleMania, huh? Hey, David Arquette was backstage though. He got a picture with Nicholas, two greatest champs of all time. Damn right. <laughs> Fight me, folks. Okay, so we'll move on to Raw. Too bad Vince Russo here. wasn't there too. We got a half hour to go over Raw and SmackDown. We can do that. I think that's plenty of time. Um, Raw opened with, uh, Stephanie bringing out Ronda Rousey, and then Ronda Rousey did a weird sort of thing. Like, she, she made her lock up with her. Stephanie said Ronda was her best friend. (laughs) Yeah. Ronda, like, made her lock up with her. Like, she put her collar and elbow tie up, which I, I didn't get that, just to put on the arm bar. It's like, okay, she hasn't developed a lot of ways to put on the arm bar, so she had to set it up first, but that's okay. Uh, She's got that MMA mentality. You know, it's got to get there through steps. Yep. Um, Then we see Nia Jax come out, which was cool. Alexa came out and talked shit like she should, and Jax introduced uh, her new teammate to take on Alexa and Mickey James, and that was Ember Moon. Hulu, fuck you. Let's bring up. That's our beef of the week. We got That's my beef of the week. Who's this is, this is two times in a month. 
two times in a month now that Hulu has left out some very important information. Stupid. Stupid, stupid, stupid. And I can't blame Hulu. Gotta blame WWE no, they do the editing. Yeah, whoever they got editing their, their Hulu show there really needs to get their shit together. Yeah, like, seriously. We could have left out something that we'll talk about in a moment. Um, But yeah, so they had a match together. It was good. Moon hit Bliss with the Eclipse, which was awesome. I cannot wait to see Alexa Bliss versus Ember Moon. That's just going to be a great matches. Um, and now, Braun Strowman and Nicholas are backstage. and Yeah, this, this could have been left off of Hulu. <laughs> this definitely could have been not on Hulu, and I would have been okay. Because the tag team championships are so important and are so have such a lineage and, and are so greatly treasured, uh, Braun just decided to yeah. relinquish it. Why yeah, not? Braun's idea to relinquish the beast, the monster... Braun Strowman said, yeah, he's not going to be around. Here's your championships back. Instead of saying, oh, Braun, I'm keeping these. And let's not forget the fact that WWE had the bar beat by one man (laughs) and lose the titles just for that person not to have the titles the very next day. Why didn't you keep the titles on the bar? God is stupid. I think it's because the bar are probably going to SmackDown in the shakeup. This is the easiest way to peel them up before then. Stupid. Um, then we see in the introduction of No Way Jose. No Way Jose. You mean Adam Rose? And his yep, and his rose, and his rose buds. <laughs> uh, stupid. It didn't work for Adam Rose, and it's only gonna hurt No Way Jose. I was excited to see Not that No Way Jose was going to be a big thing on the main roster anyway. No. But he could have been. He'd be better off on 205 Live. I was hoping he would have went to 205 Live. He still could. Um, He beat a jobber, and that was really cool. Nothing more to say about that, really. (laughs) Um, And then then we got a a tag team eliminator match, because we're not having a tournament for the, the tag teams that... Braun Strowman and Travis Ray Nicholas uh, relinquished. We're having a Eliminator. Because Eliminator sounds cool. And I actually do like the term Eliminator. <laughs> I, I want them Terminator? to keep using that. So the Terminator. first... Uh, Terminator Tournament? <laughs> right, Terminator <laughs> Tournament. So the first Eliminator match was the Revival and... The Good Brothers, so obviously the Good Brothers lost. They can't of win for shit. Fuck the Revival. Um, we had a little segment with Seth Rollins and uh, Finn Balor and The Miz. And uh, The Miztourage came in, and Miz and The Miztourage, the three of them were going to beat up Finn and uh, Seth. <laughs> three and of then, us versus two of them in a very Survivor Series type fashion. Right. <laughs> and then Jeff Hardy's music hit, and Jeff Hardy came out, and he returned. So now we've already had three, um, either surprise, three surprises. We've had No Way Jose, Ember Moon, and Jeff Hardy. It was uh something. Then they all just left. They didn't even have a match, but that's okay. <laughs> right. Mandy Rose beat Sasha. Didn't Banks. they? Didn't they? In that time cut to the backstage scene with Matt and Bray in the back, and Jeff was in the back, and. 
They did that. They did that a little bit later on. Yeah, where they're in the okay. back and they see um, Woken Matt Hardy and and Brother Nero starts talking Woken to him. <laughs> yeah, even though he's just Jeff Hardy currently, he's not. Yep. He's not Brother Nero yet. Even though Bray calls him Brother Nero and gives him a hug. Yep. How do you feel, Bray? I feel wonderful. wonderful. <laughs> and then Finn and Seth are just like, what was that about? <laughs> uh, Mandy Rose beat Sasha Banks because Bailey accidentally hit Sasha Banks. So they're still building this. I mean, it's only been, what, two and a half years? Yep, and it's going to go to the next WrestleMania. It's a slow burn, baby. <laughs> slow burn. <laughs> then we had the uh, announcement of Paige's retirement, which was pretty uh, pretty, pretty deep. Pretty. Uh, the crowd was a lot nicer to her than I expected. Super nice to her. Super nice to her. This is your house. A lot of that. It was really good. Um, it was at that moment I pretty much seen what was happening at SmackDown. I didn't know if it was going to happen at SmackDown or Raw. I thought it might actually be Raw. But, um... Then Honestly, we had, I feel like Jeff Jarrett would be better, but whatever. I would love to see Jarrett. They could both. One could be Raw, one could be SmackDown. Uh, Elias came down to do another concert, and then we got another return. Bobby Lashley put the beat down on Elias. I'm so excited for Bobby Lashley and, and Brock Brock Lesnar. I don't know that we'll get it, but I'm excited. The for internet's it. been on fire about the 100% black man being a huge Trump supporter. <laughs> Who cares? Who cares? Um, then we got um, the Authors of Pain came up because Heath Slater and Rhino said... Any team that wants to come get us, we'll take you on. The Authors of Pain came up. So now we've got like 17 returns so far, I think. <laughs> right. Um, laid waste to Slater and Rhino. This was a good way to bring the Authors of Pain in, I think. Paul Ellering was still with them. That's very good. I was worried about that. Was. Momentarily. He was. They. Uh, As when they won the match, they kind of pushed him back and walked, walked out without him. They did, so that'll be interesting to see what happens there. I hope they don't put him with uh, Slater and Rhino. (laughs) (laughs) I I could see it, but I hope it doesn't happen. And Bob Backlund's the new managers for the Authors of Pain. Right. (laughs) That would just be something else, wouldn't it? Uh, We had another tag team eliminator match. Woken Matt. In Broken Bray. I don't know what they what they call them. Woken White or Broken Bray. I don't know which one I like better. Um, they okay. beat... Why not do Broken Bray? If you can get away with using it in the WWE under that pretense, go for it. Yeah. Woken Matt and Broken Bray. Um, they beat a Titus Worldwide with nothing really big there. This wasn't on Hulu either. Oh, no. So they're gonna... Yeah. So they'll face the Revival... Next week, and then um, the the finals will be at the greatest Royal Rumble in Saudi Arabia. Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens had to fight each other for a place on Raw because there's only one position left because they brought in 17 other people. (laughs) And Kurt Angle told them, I think TNA is hiring. I could not believe it. The crowd couldn't believe it. You just heard everybody go, oh! 
finally name dropped TNA. Uh, that was just awesome. Yeah, as TNA that. is dead, Impact Wrestling is what's left. I know, but that was just awesome for him to actually say that. That was cool. It was. I it was. It. I loved it. Um, they fought to a double count out. So they both didn't get the position. So as of right now, they don't have... That was annoying. A place. God. Are you fucking kidding me? One of you has a chance to be on the Raw roster, and Sami Zayn's going to 205 Live, and neither of you can get to your feet? I was just gonna Are say you Kevin fucking Owens kidding me? going to have to slim down to get on 205 Live now. <laughs> uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see where this goes from here. Yeah, they're, I mean, obviously they're playing something. With the Superstar shakeup, it could be anything, so we got a lot going on there. And the main event, Hardy, Balor, and Rollins beat Miz and the Miz-Tourage. Um, with Rollins getting the pin on Miz with a curb stomp. And then afterwards, Hardy, Balor, and Rollins playing with beach balls with the fans. <laughs> yep. The ban on beach balls, but they're playing with them. <laughs> Thank God Cesaro wasn't out there. He'd have been pissed. He'd have <laughs> ripped up a few of them fuckers. There's a really good still shot, too, of uh, Rollins and Balor staring up at a beach ball that Rollins just batted up, and it's an ODQ beach ball. You know that group you quickly left on Facebook? Yeah, <laughs> made me happy. <laughs> oh, So that was that was There was a lot going on on Raw, but not a lot happened. Can we say that? Yeah, yeah. I think uh, my, my theory here... Is since the the hey, raw... we didn't, did we talk about Samoa Joe? Because Samoa Joe's back too. Oh, we didn't talk about Samoa Joe. You're right. You're right. Um, he watched a match. I'm not sure which match it was. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they played his music and everything. Uh, <laughs> I cannot think of what. Was it the IC or I don't know? God, I honestly cannot think. You're right. Well, Joe's back. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, My my theory on this, since the Raw after WrestleMania is usually so negative, and you get so many chants and so much shit going on, (laughs) they saved everything for Raw and just threw it all at Raw and tried to please the crowd. And it seemed to work. The The crowd was pretty on top. It wasn't yeah. a very negative crowd. And I think, yeah, all you did was just throw a bunch of new people at them, surprise appearances and returns. Kept them happy. It now, was good. That's my theory. Then we got... Still smack- fuck you, Hulu, leaving out important information. Yes. Goddamn Hulu. SmackDown, we got Usos taking on New Day for, for who's going to take on Bludgeon Brothers. And uh, the Usos won. Yes, almost, they did. I almost thought it was going to be the New Day, honestly. But... You'll get a more good. serious match with the Usos. That is true. That is true. And I think that's going to take place at the Greatest Rumble also. So that should be good. Excited. Um, Naomi defeated Natalia for no reason. Natalia's just like, this might be the last match we ever have together because of the shakeup. Okay, fuck it. Might be the last match you have because WWE doesn't do anything with you. 
Naomi looks like she's getting bored with that dance entrance she does. <laughs> I'm bored with it. <laughs> yeah. Um, we did have a quick backstage segment with Renee Young, and she asked Shinsuke why he attacked AJ Styles. <laughs> what did he say, Pasty? Oh, God. He said I am that... so sorry. <laughs> no, he said, I don't speak English. <laughs> <laughs> so he just told her he doesn't I speak English. I was feeling so many emotions. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was great. It was great. I just fucking love, I love, love, love heel Shinsuke right now. And I think this mm-hmm. is the best thing they could have done with him. I'm going to have fun with this, and I think he's going to have fun with it. Yes. Oh, Charlotte Flair came out, but she was interrupted by the iconic duo. No. (laughs) Almost. Not the iconic duo. The Iconics. Why can't they be the iconic duo? But fucking Nia Jax can be the, the er, the irresistible force. I don't know. It was, it was stupid. Stupid. Anyway. It's stupid. They beat the shit out of Flair. Carmella came in, cashed in money in the bank. Carmella is the new champion. Flair. Got oh, I was so pissed at that ref. Like, you sure you want to cash this in? Are you going to cash this in? I thought he was you want to cash this in? Right. I really thought that it cost her to win because he was just fucking so hesitant. Like, did nobody smarten the ref up of what was going to happen at the time? Like, did he not know? <laughs> I don't know. But it pissed me off so much. Like, oh my god, just cash it in. If they want to cash it in, it already takes you ten minutes to hand it to the guy outside the ring and ring the bell for the match to start. Right. <laughs> what? What is this? What's this briefcase? What does it mean? What are you doing? Why are you out here? See, I'm trying What's to get combina- open the combination on it. Three, six, five, one. Oh, shit! There's money in the bank! <laughs> Uh, but this was kind of cool. Kind of cool. Um, I, I don't know. The place was going to catch it successfully. Yeah, I don't know what they have planned for Carmella. And maybe, maybe Carmella will have back the Iconic duo. That could be a good little stable. That could, actually. That very much could. The Iconic, sorry. I keep fucking it up because <laughs> I like NXT and I'm not happy with the name change. And because Iconic duo makes sense and Iconic doesn't. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't think it's going to be long with her, but whatever, it's cool, it's something different, we'll see where to go with it, I'm not upset about it. Uh, I had a number one contenders match for the U.S. title, everybody who didn't win it last night, or Sunday night, I should say, Randy Orton, Bobby Roode, Rusev, with Orton hitting an RKO on Roode, and pinning Roode, and not Rusev, I was waiting for Rusev to take another fall. Right. And then we got a match that was actually probably better than uh, AJ Shinsuke on fucking Mania. Daniel Bryan versus AJ Styles. Um, Looked really good. It was awesome. We've wanted this forever. But there wasn't a winner. I'll be honest. I only half-ass paid attention because I knew Shinsuke was going to show up by the end. And Shinsuke did. And he hit a Kinshasa. To Brian, and then he low blowed Styles again. That's awesome. where I started praying to the wrestling gods, saying, "Please, please, can we have this triple threat at, at Backlash? Please, Shit. 
please let this triple threat happen at Backlash. And let's be honest, they were pushing a lot of the uh, Rumble ever, and they haven't pushed anything for Backlash, so they're putting all their eggs into this uh, Rumble right now. Um, Miz said he wants his, his rematch at Backlash. I okay. do remember that. There was at least one match where the, the, yeah, he said he wanted his rematch at Backlash. Okay. Yeah, so um, definitely I think SmackDown was a much better show this week because SmackDown had really good matches and everything. But Raw had just a lot of pomp and circumstance, a lot of fan service. Why the fuck wasn't there more call-ups to SmackDown? That's what's got me My thought is because they know how the Raw is after WrestleMania and they just jam-packed that. So they have to... I'm still surprised that it's been that many people because if you got the shakeup next week, you got to assume there's going to be a few call-ups yet, right? We also didn't talk about Roman Reigns on Raw coming out like he really doesn't want to fuck with Brock Lesnar anymore. But he has to. <laughs> In a cage match at the Greatest Royal Rumble. Yeah, that's going to be... That, again, should be a good match. Maybe everybody will hate it, but a cage match with two big emiths. Hey, I still I like still the... Have uh, I still I, have hopes. Lester's gonna go out the door. Paul Heyman slams into his face. Please, <laughs> please, for the love of God, let something good come of this. I still enjoy the Hulk Hogan King Kong Bundy steel cage match from WrestleMania too. So you know what? As much as there I is love a, there a is Matt a Classic, I I really enjoy two big guys just brawling around sometimes. Also, there is a theory going around the interwebs too. Is that you know. Uh, um, uh, Roman Reigns was supposed to win at WrestleMania. Vince didn't like the fact that he wasn't over with the crowd. The crowd did CM Punk chants, and that's where Vince is like, nope, Lesnar's winning this, and he's going to beat CM Punk's record. I haven't heard that, um, but it's not unbelievable. I did hear that allegedly Vince McMahon and uh, Lesnar had quite the confrontation after um, WrestleMania backstage. Whether that's, people think that's from the blood. The heart. I think it's from Brock Lesnar's motherfucker <laughs> that had to censor out ten seconds of the show just to cover it. Yeah, it could be anything, and it could it could be a work. Maybe they were just talking about fucking contracts. Um, I well, we also didn't mention that. Uh, to go back to our little conspiracy we talked about last week. Um, Dana White was in attendance at WrestleMania. Yep. So, again, more more proof that Vince <laughs> and, what and Dana don't... And what it sounds like is Brock signed to both UFC and WWE at the same time. I think these companies are definitely, definitely working They're together working now. together. They are. Why not? That's if you can make money working right. together, why not? Right. It just makes sense. If it don't make dollars, it don't make sense. But if it does make dollars, it makes a lot of sense. You know, Vince could also make a lot of money working with New Japan and Ring of Honor, but he's not, not doing that. So, why ain't he doing that? He should be doing that. Get a hold of Joe Koff. Ring him. Ring him. Yeah, so... Joe got another name, Jack. Yep, yep. Jack and Joe went up a hill. <laughs> to fight. <laughs> to fight. Uh, yeah, very, very good. Super busy, long weekend. I'm drained. 
I'm dead. My voice has held out through this whole thing, at least. I've been drinking a gallon of orange juice that I got here with well, me. It doesn't help, man. That orange juice is going to tear up your vocal cords more than anything. You should be like your old buddy, Pacey White, and have yourself some Black Velvet Reserve. <laughs> Imported aged eight years. Blended Canada whiskey. But I'm going to pop some cold pills. by the one and only Strata G who left it at my house at our last get-together. Strata, Strata, Strata! Thank you, sir. Any uh, any parting words before we leave these wonderful, wonderful beef heads? Um, let us know your thoughts on WrestleMania. What was your rating out of 10? Uh, what was your favorite match? What was your worst match? Just let us know. You stuck around for the show for this long. Somehow we kept the show under two hours. I didn't think I was going kid. to. <laughs> no, I thought it was going to be like three hours at least. <laughs> but yeah, let us let us know what you think. Um, we'll debate it with you. And yeah. 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 I'll be on the lookout for Butter Pop Culture Podcast coming out pretty soon, I would assume. Pretty goddamn soon. We're making waves, folks. We're going to take over the airwaves while making waves. Also, Get Local MN is coming back in strong fashion. We're going to be interviewing people like, mm, I don't know, bands performing the Galactic Get Down, the creators of the Galactic Get Down. Even painters and artists who are going to be vending and painting at the Galactic Get Down. We are going to get all the way down, motherfuckers, leading up into this August. And it's going to be a good time. Good times to be had. Yes. Yes. So with that, for Beef Sticks Podcast and Cloud Style Broadcasting, I am Fat Mac. And I'm Pasty White. We'll beef you later.